0: The Public News Service Daily Newscast, April the 12th, 2022, I'm Mike Clifford. It is being called meticulous evidence gathering. As it continues, there may soon be public hearings into the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol.
1: Maryland Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin believes public hearings over the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol could happen as soon as May, with June being the latest those responsible could be held accountable for their involvement. Raskin previously served as lead manager for former President Donald Trump's second impeachment trial, which resulted in acquittal. Donald Trump is still at large. Our January 6th special committee is working very hard to assemble meticulous accounts of everything that happened on January 6th, all of the events, all of the causes behind it, and then what we need to do to fortify American democratic institutions in the future. Raskin made the comments during the Keystone Progress Summit a virtual meeting of progressive activists. Leaders of the House Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection, which Raskin now serves on, reportedly have the evidence needed to refer former President Trump to the Justice Department, but are divided on how to move forward due to debate over whether a criminal referral of Trump would politically taint the investigation. 775 individuals have been charged so far. I'm Chance Dorland reporting. And groups rallying at the State House Monday called on lawmakers and
0: the Governor Janet Mills there to pass inside a bill to arrest the high levels of toxic chemicals in drinking water at Pleasant Point and local reservation.
1: Students and tribal leaders from Pleasant Point, also known as Sapayak, were joined by hundreds of allies also supporting LD-906. It would exempt the Passamaquoddy Water District from municipal taxes. It's the only water district in Maine that pays property taxes and allow tribal members to source their water from alternative land parcels. Chief of the Pleasant Point tribal government, Maggie Dana, says her community has lived generations with unsafe drinking water.
0: Our culture is clear. Water is life. And for the Passamaquoddy people, it is poison. As Pastor Quarty people, we want to take responsibility by regulating our drinking
1: water on our own lands. Opponents of the bill say water system upgrades underway will solve the problem, but Dana notes this is one step in a larger battle for tribal sovereignty. I'm Willie Volkey reporting.
0: Lawmakers in Maine expected to vote on LD906 this week, although the governor has expressed opposition. Tribal leaders hope she will sign the bill if it hits her desk. NBC News reports Philadelphia became the first major U.S. city to reinstate its indoor mask mandate Monday. The AP says confirmed COVID-19 cases have risen by more than 50% in 10 days. This is PNS. Voters in South Dakota cities will fan out today for local affections as the polls will be helped by other community members. They are seen as individuals dedicated to carrying out democracy, not favoring a political party.
1: Around the U.S., election staff and volunteers are working under a cloud of public tension tied to the 2020 presidential vote. In Sioux Falls, where residents are deciding a mayoral race and other contests... City Clerk Tom Greco says there's roughly 300 individuals helping with the overall effort, including those working directly with voters. And these are your neighbors. These are folks that, you know, might live next door to you. They're working 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. They don't have an agenda. You know, a lot of these folks have been doing it for many years. There are some folks who just started this year. Greco says luckily local staff hasn't been subjected to the hostility and harassment seen elsewhere. But he says as political moods change, anyone dissatisfied should reach out to administrators and other decision makers and not those who are there to help voters in person. I'm Mike Mowen.
0: The Brennan Center
1: for Justice
0: recently surveyed local election officials around the country. One in six say they have experienced threats because of their work and an initiative based at North Carolina State University aims to help the state's rural-serving community colleges close equity gaps. Community college enrollment is down nationwide, but North Carolina is so far resisting that trend. Dr. Audrey Yeager is Executive Director of the Belk Center for Community College Leadership and Research at NC State. So disproportionately, they serve more of those students. And when enrollment numbers decline, disproportionately, more of those students are not enrolled in college. Finally, Mary Sherman tells us April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Ohioans are encouraged to become allies for survivors. Gina Patterson is clinical director at 180 in northwest Ohio. She says calls to the rape crisis center decreased during the pandemic but are now on the rise. There was never a doubt in our mind that these crimes were occurring. And being a small county, we only have about two to three reported rapes a month. And last month, we had 10 reports, which is probably the highest we've ever seen. Director of the Center for Survivors of Sexual Violence at the YWCA of Dayton, Amy Dudley, says they've also had more calls for assistance. So we have survivors that are calling for something that happened 10, 20, 30 years ago. We have survivors that are calling for something, not even understanding if what happened to them was rape. Reaching out for support is so crucial because that's where the healing comes in. Dudley says education is prevention and urges people to learn the signs of sexual violence, also how to intervene as a bystander. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. We are member and listener supported, heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.